It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 7128 Again, read all the work at BricktownBuckets.com. On today's show, brought to you by Michael Boltra. We're going to dive into this Thunder team where it currently sits right now. We're going to talk about the trade deadline and preview the trade deadline with our with our annual trade deadline preview. We're going to round up all the national power rankings as we always do. We're going to talk about stock watching of a very special edition of Wednesday stock watch because on Friday we probably won't have time to get to it because of the trade deadline and reacting to all of the trade deadline news. So on this episode again brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on in this episode. I want to start things off today talking about this season and what the Thunder are doing right now. And I think that it's getting confused or getting misremembered, maybe some revisionist history, right? Tanking is not this idea 
that the Thunder fans and media just put out there for no reason. It's not an idea that any of us put out there in general. It's what the organization has done, right? You have to put yourself back in the preseason mindset. I don't know why that we always get caught up in this stuff day-to-day, game-to-game. Go back to the preseason mindset. What? Just take this podcast. I can't speak for anyone else. This podcast said in the preseason and, and, and ever since the moves began to be made, this team is trying to lose. This team is tanking. This team is making moves to make them worse than they were a year ago and have been in years past. But this team will be fun. This team will be young. This team will be watchable, competitive, scrappy. It will not be the process Sixers. And whenever you are young, fun, watchable, competitive, scrappy, the ball can bounce your way. Even saying that this year, with the rule changes and everything else going on, It'll be harder to tank this year, as hard to tank as it is to win a title, because there's just so many variables in both. That was what we were saying before the year on Locked on Thunder. And all of that has come true. This is a young, scrappy, competitive team that some nights the ball bounces their way. And some nights they get blown up by 20 points in back-to-back games. This is what we expected. The only issue with this season is how... Fickle that is. Nobody feels like they've lost, and and the and the feeling of of being wrong shifts parties from day to day. Take you back to last week when this team lost by twenty points two straight times. Everyone was saying, "Oh, here comes the tank. They're going to run out fifteen thousand more losses." Now you fast forward, and this team barely beats the. Rockets and the Timberwolves, and all of a sudden, how dare anyone think this team is tanking? Oh, too too bad for your tanking narrative. This team continues to win more games despite people wanting them to lose. Nobody wants them to lose, but anyone with half a brain can understand what this team has been trying to do. Now, they might not succeed in that. Just like you can build a contending team to win a championship and you fail, they might build a tanking team and fail at that. But one thing's for certain is that this team is reaching the danger zone. Another thing in the preseason we talked about was that the only bad outcome this year was not the playoffs. The only bad outcome this year was not the playoffs. It was not getting the the worst record and having the best chance at the first overall pick. Neither of those are bad outcomes. The only bad outcome was sitting in the middle with nowhere to go. You're not high up in the lottery odds, and you're also not a playoff team. And And this Thunder team is getting dangerously close to that. You go two and two on this road trip, and you consistently stay right there. But but there's no question of if this team's trying to tank or not. Yes, this team is trying to tank, but much like the Portland Trailblazers, whenever CJ McCollum tweets out, we're trying, Jennifer, at a fan who, t- who talks trash about them not making out of the first round, they're trying. It's just not working right now. Or at least not working as well as they thought it would to this point. And we'll see what the trade deadline brings to this team. But I think that we're getting bogged down in the day-to-day and not looking big picture. What about this has been unexpected? Mark being a hell of a coach and being already crowned as the very best coach in Thunder history by myself and others, that's been a bit of a surprise that he's hit the ground running that fast. But the quality of play we're seeing and and the type of play we're seeing from this team, not at all surprising. Or at least it shouldn't be to those of you that, that listen to this podcast and tune into the Thunder day in and day out. I can see where 
this team surprises like a Brian Windhorst or a national media member who has so many things going on, they can't just focus on the minutia of the Thunder. This was expected all the way back in the preseason. It's on, it's on tape. You can go listen to it anytime you want to. This was expected. The ball can bounce your way, and the balls bounce their way sometimes. But every move they've, they've made, they being Sam Presti, uh, sitting out players, resting players, trading away players, every move that they've made has been to try to lose games. That's the intent here. The results don't matter as much as the intent, especially when you talk about fans and the way that they talk about the game. Nobody can control the outcome of this game besides the players playing in it. But when you're observing something and watching something, this team is objectively trying to tank. And as I said in the preseason, as we've said all along, tanking has nothing to do with Shaq. It has nothing to do with Lou Dort, nothing to do with these players that are playing this game. It has everything to do with the roster construction. And this roster construction was made to tank. So when they win a couple of games against the Rockets and the Timberwolves, and everyone starts saying, oh, I thought this team was tanking, or so much for tanking, that's not it. That's not it at all. This, this team is trying to tank. They're not accomplishing their goal. That's it. And nobody was wrong in that. No, nobody who projected this team to be terrible nationally, locally, whatever, was wrong because that was the goal of the season. And they've had some fun surprises in a way. But again, we knew that whenever you're competitive, the ball can bounce your way, and it has. And, and this team gives more effort than anyone in the NBA. If there was a championship based totally around effort, it would go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And sadly, that effort has them in the danger zone of risking the fact that this season might end up in the only bad outcome possible, which is the middle. But I just can't, I just can't do it anymore with the conversations every game. If you lose, oh, look at this team jumping fully in the tank. If you win, oh, look at this team, uh, so much for tanking. What happened to tanking? Blah, blah, blah. That's not, that's not how you have this conversation. You can't do it day to day. And some individuals have been surprising, but collectively as a team, the results are not that surprising. I just don't understand the people going rounds and rounds and rounds about this. And we'll see what happens on Thursday, and we'll preview all of that coming up. But right now, it's time for the Miklab Ultra Player of the Week. I considered a lot of different names for this, for, for the Miklab Ultra Player of the Week. And I'm still going back and forth on who I want to give the Miklab Ultra Player of the Week award. Because Miklab Ultra is only worth it if you enjoy it, and you're going to enjoy it because it has 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It is an amazing product. Joy creates success. And who created success this last week was Lou Dort, just making something out of nothing when he was all alone out there on Sunday. And and he creates this thunder joy by getting that game-saving block on, on John Wall, where he got beat on the play and still recovered because he created his own success. And he brought me a lot of joy and enjoyment watching him play enjoyment is not the end game. It's the only game. Try Michael Ultra right now. And, and it was so enjoyable to watch Ludort play against Houston. He brought me joy, happiness, and enjoyment that entire time on the floor with the way that he was aggressive with the basketball, the way that he was being kind of that ball handler role. And of course the incredible defense. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? That's the question from Michael Ultra. And you're always going to be happy whenever you have a Miklab Ultra. It's about that time where we're going to be sitting out on the patio. If you're 21 or over, having a, having a nice Miklab Ultra in your hand, chilling outside. It's, it's getting that time of year. You're going to want to invest yourself into some Miklab Ultra. They're incredible. 
almost as incredible as Lou Dort's defense because we all know that that is an unattainable goal for anyone is to reach as high as Lou Dort's defense has reached. He's awesome to watch. He's fun to watch. And Sunday was a good example why. Let me know your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. And right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Paramount+. Plus. March Madness has returned, and Paramount Plus has the games that you will not want to miss. Watch CBS games live on Paramount Plus, including the Final Four and National Championship game on April 5th. Paramount Plus is also the home of year-round sports, including the Masters, PGA Championship, UEFA, Champions League, and the European League, the NFL, and so much more. Plus, it gets breaking news, experts, and their picks, highlights from all of your favorite teams with the CBS Sports HQ, a 24-7 sports news network. Look, I love watching Paramount Plus, and I cannot wait for Big Brother to return to watch it on there and also watch the live feeds on Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com before March 31st to receive one month free trial of Paramount Plus. That's ParamountPlus.com to receive a one month free trial of Paramount Plus. ParamountPlus.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Subscribe over there. Peter Bukowski does a great job keeping you up to date on all of the news around all the other major sport leagues out there. And I want to talk right now about the NBA trade deadline. It's almost here. It'll be on Thursday. The deadline itself is at 2 p.m. But guess what? We've got so much content coming at you Thursday. Let me break this down for you real quick. So Thursday morning, you're going to have the normal Locked on Thunder. We're going to recap the game against Memphis and and maybe see if we have some tidbits of trade rumors to discuss there. Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Central Time, I'm going to be going live on Locker Room. Ryland underscore Styles on Locker Room. Follow me there to get updated every time I go live. I'm going to be going live over there to discuss some trade rumors and have our weekly hangout over there. It's a live uh, audio-only platform. Check it out. Locker Room for iOS devices and join me live there on Locker Room. Then after I wrap up on Locker Room, we're going to have a locked-on live show featuring a ton of our NBA hosts, Uh, doing a great job of keeping you occupied. Guess what, folks? From noon till three. It's a long time to produce content. We're going to have so many people hopping in and out of there, giving their takes on what's happening around the deadline. I'll hop in there if the Thunder do anything crazy. I cannot wait for the Locked On NBA Trade Deadline live episode. It'll be on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, everything. It'll be on all those live services. And let me tell you, folks, a, a good little hack for you. Put your AirPods in right? Turn on the Lockdown Live, let it play in your ears, and they'll keep you up to date on all the rumors. That way, you're not just sitting there scrolling through Twitter at work the whole time. You're having it in your ears. Nobody's the wiser, and nobody's going to comment on you being on Twitter all day, as we all are on trade deadline day. So there's a ton of big questions around the Thunder trade deadline. Let's just go through it right here, right now. Number one, will the Thunder make trades? Yes, absolutely. They're going to make trades. At least they're going to trade George Hill. We know that. Look, even last year with the success this team had, where they're the best team since Thanksgiving last year, at the deadline, they traded Gallinari, but the Miami Heat could not come to an extension with him, and that trade fell through. They're going to make trades. Who's the most likely to be traded? Obviously, it's George Hill. I I would be absolutely floored, and I wouldn't know what to do 
if George Hill is still on this team at 4 p.m. on Thursday, 3 p.m. on Thursday, whenever the deadline is. I'll be floored if that happens. Now, with George Hill listed as out on Wednesday, he's played his final game as a member of the Thunder. Who could be a surprise to get traded? I'm going to go with Al Horford. I think that he can be a sneaky one to get traded on because I've been saying all along the contract's too big. You cannot trade that contract in season, blah, blah, blah. But maybe, maybe a team will get kind of frisky at the deadline and deadline makes deals and they get kind of desperate and they just do something crazy and trade for Al Horford's contract. I would monitor here the Bulls, and I'll get to that in a second. Who should we monitor at the deadline? Who should we get our ears perked up about and see if there's any funny business going on? That, of course, to me, is Kendrick Williams. I think that Isaiah Roby might have made Kendrick Williams expendable at this point. Williams is 26 years old. He's on a team-friendly deal, a partially guaranteed deal. And I think that he can really help any contender, as Mark laid out for us yesterday, he can help any contender at any stage in their team, no matter if you are truly fighting for the title or if you're fighting for playoff relevancy or whatever you're fighting for, Kenny Hustle can really help get the job done. Now, the 26-year-old is really good, a good player. I love watching him play. I love Kenny Hustle, what he does on the floor. I like the way he treats the media off the floor. I like it all. I like everything about Kenny Hustle. This is not me saying that I want Kenny Hustle traded. This is me saying that I would monitor it because... Why wouldn't teams want him? And, and you've heard from Woj that teams are calling about these guys. Why wouldn't teams want a guy as quality as Kenny Hustle? So monitor him, and I, I can see him being slept in, you know, being slept in there? No, not slept in there. You're not going to go to sleep. Being slipped in there. There we go. Being slipped in there as this kind of under-the-radar move that can really be a glue guy and really be a difference maker. And really, we can look back on that move and say, you know, of all the Aaron Gordons and Victor Oladipos, what really made a difference was Kendrick Williams. But again, as I said before, Sam Presti is in a win-win scenario. If he trades Kendrick Williams, it is absolutely acceptable, explainable, and, and you know why he did it. If he doesn't trade Kendrick Williams, it's absolutely acceptable, explainable, and you know why he didn't do it. He's in a win-win, no matter what he decides on Kenny Hustle. Under the radar names to watch. This, of course, is Justin Jackson, Mike Muscala, and Darius Miller. Look, this team is clearly trying to tank. It's why that Mike Muscala has played in 12 minutes since the since the All-Star break, even though he's having one of the best years of his career. And I think he can legitimately help somebody and be that spark plug off the bench. As, as the playoffs move to this half-court, slowed-down pace, a catch-and-shoot stretch five can be really big for a second unit whenever your offense begins to stagger at times. And just watching him, he has not felt like a defensive liability, he will not get in the way, will not command the ball, will accept any role you give him, and is a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which is a very valuable trait in the modern NBA game. So I think that that Mike Muscala can really help teams. Justin Jackson, I'm not certain what the deal is with him, but Woj has said repeatedly, like more than once, that Sam Presti's getting calls on Justin Jackson. I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what teams really want to want to use him in, in what role on, on a, you assume, a good team. Would want to trade for Justin Jackson, but that's something to monitor moving forward. And then Darius Miller. Darius Miller is a solid shooter. That's really his only true NBA trait is shooting. But beyond that, he's $7 million. The contract's $7 million. It can help facilitate a three-team trade, something like that Darius Miller can. So I would monitor him a little bit. That's obviously not that likely, but still, I'd monitor it as we move forward towards this deadline. And then I would look for the, the ability to jump in as a third team. 
We talked about this in the James Harden deal. What Cleveland did was phenomenal to jump in there and get Jared Allen, get that type of player. The Thunder can do the same thing and get pick swaps or get players or, or just take on bad contracts for salary cap relief for other teams and get rewarded by taking on that bad contract with draft capital. They can do so much as a third team without improving or making this team worse. They can do that very easily. So what are the rankings of these players from most likely to get dealt to least likely to get dealt? The top choice is easy. It's George Hill. He's going to be gone. No doubt about it. Now from there, where do things go? I think Mike Muscala is going to be gone just based on the fact he's not playing. And I don't see him playing the rest of this year if he stays in Oklahoma City. So why wouldn't he want to get traded and go to a a contending team or at least a team who's going to play him minutes. And he deserves that. He deserves that respect from this organization. Now he's only 2.2 million dollars or maybe just two flat million dollars. So it'll be easy to buy him out, but that's not really the Thunder's MO. They don't really buy out players. So I think that he's going to get dealt. Now maybe it's a throw in in the George Hill trade. He just kind of here, here's Hill, here's Muscala, have at it, whoever trades for them and away we go. But I think that Muscala gets moved. Number three is Kenny Hustle. Number four is Justin Jackson, just because of the Woj thing about teams are calling for him. He said that on his podcast. He said that last night on the Worldwide Wob Twitter Spaces, I think is what it's called. He said it there as well. It seems like teams are genuinely interested in in, uh, Justin Jackson, so I could see him getting moved as well. And then number five, I have Al Horford. And then six, I have Darius Miller slash Myers Leonard, only because these two guys have the contracts to facilitate trades. Neither one of these guys are valued NBA players around the league for different reasons, but they do have contracts that allow you to move them and help out either yourself in a trade or another team in a trade. So who are some teams to monitor? For George Hill, it's already been reported that both LA teams are in on him, as is Philadelphia. Now, I love George Hill in Philadelphia, by the way. But it wouldn't surprise me for Hill to end up on any contending team because any contending team can use him. Same with Muscala, Jackson, Miller, Williams. I don't have an exact team for any of those guys because they'd fit so many different needs for a lot of different teams. With Al Horford, though, it is the Chicago Bulls. And the reason why is that the Bulls have a big enough contract and big enough contracts to match with Al Horford, offset that money, and reunite Horford with Billy Donovan. With the LaMelo news happening and taking away Charlotte as a, as a suitor, I think that the Bulls will make the most sense if you find a way to get a deal done, which I'm still very skeptical about, as you can tell by my rankings, that it gets done in season. So coming up, we're going to have our power ranking segment, and we're going to do the Stock Watch for this special Wednesday episode of Stock Watch. But I do want to tell you right now, the better good friends over at Built Bar. And right now it's March Madness, and the brackets are flying left and right. So why not have another bracket and have the Built Bar bracket trying to crown the very best protein bar. And Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar with 100% real chocolate on the outside. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. They're amazing. They have 100% chocolate on the outside of every single bar. And today's matchup, as we try to crown our favorite protein bar uh, from Built Bar, today's matchup is... All right, here it is, folks. It's it's today. It's the day. It's cookies and cream against coconut almond. And you know I'm going to go with cookies and cream. It's my absolute favorite. I've been pleading with Lockdown Thunder listeners, Lockdown Royals listeners to go ahead and stuff the ballot boxes for cookies and cream. And today is that day. And how do you do it? You go to BuiltBar.com and you go to at bar underscore built on Twitter and cast your 
votes. Vote for Cookies and Cream, stuff that ballot box, and get it done. Cookies and Cream has to win this round. It's amazing. Remember, though, whenever you do go to BuiltBar.com and you do want your own Cookies and Cream Built Bar, to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to your website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts. I bet on every single Thunder game over at betonline.ag. Promo code locked on gets you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So check them out today. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I want to tell you right now, about our friends over at the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Radio.com app. So now it's time to do our normal NBA Power Rankings Roundup, where we see where the national media has the Thunder ranked for this week. So the NBA ranks the Thunder on NBA.com at 22. ESPN has them at 23, CBS 23, The Athletic 23, NBC 23, I have them at 23, and then Bleacher Report has them all the way up at 21. So you can tell that I agree with all these rankings. Of course, I have them at 23 myself, and most of them are at 23 anyway. And we'll see what happens after the deadline. But let's hop into this week's edition of Stock Watch. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. And this week's episode of Stock Watch is going to be all about the NBA tread deadline. Which players are on the move that I think can or can't make a big impact on their new homes, whoever they might go to. With Victor Oladipo, I'm selling stock in Victor Oladipo. I don't think for this year he'll be an impact player, but hopefully for him he bounces back next year. Kyle Lowry, I am buying stock in Kyle Lowry. I think that he can be a huge upgrade for a lot of contending teams. I'm so fascinated by Miami. Because if Miami makes this move to get Kyle, they're clearly going all in. This is their time to win a title. It has to be this year. It has to be next year. It has to be sometime right here because you're going to be giving up Duncan Robinson. You're going to be giving up maybe even a Tyler Hero, you know, one or the other of Robinson or Hero. You're going to be giving up one of those guys where you have to cash in with Kyle either this year or next year. And to do that in a year where we're in this pandemic, the revenue's going to be down a bit because of the fan situation. And you have this daunting this daunting roadblock of the Brooklyn Nets in your own conference would be fascinating to see them go for this. I also think Kyle legitimately helps out Philadelphia and changes kind of their outlook and the way that they can defend Brooklyn. So I think that Kyle Lowry is really going to be this this kind of 
big mover at the deadline if he does get moved, which I'm still just a tad skeptical on. If he does get moved, though, it'll be a big winner for whoever gets him. Aaron Gordon, I think in the right situation, I'm buying the stock in Aaron Gordon. I think that in the right fit, he can really be a difference maker on a good team, unlike what he was in Orlando on a bad team. He can do something more, maybe not counting stats more, but impact to winning more. So I'm buying in on Aaron Gordon. LaMarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond, I'm selling out on both those. They are both not good players to me. I don't think that they'll help anybody. I think that they're going to be signed. And then for one day, everyone hypes it up like, oh my goodness, they've got Andre Drummond or they got LaMarcus Aldridge. And then at the deadline, I mean, at the at the playoffs, they're playing like five minutes a night and it does not matter whatsoever. Norman Powell, though, I'm buying stock in Norman Powell. I think as a microwave score for like the New York Knicks or for any of these other teams that need scoring help, he can really get the job done. George Hill, you know, you know, I'm buying stock in George Hill. I've been saying it since the beginning of the year that he's going to transform a contending team. And if he goes to the Clippers, if he goes to one of these teams that desperately need a point guard, watch out. He can be really, really impactful. So I'm buying stock in George Hill. So let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Who do you think will be the most important player moved and who will make the biggest impact on the biggest stage in the playoffs of the people who you think will get moved on Thursday? I want to quickly preview today's game against Memphis. The injury report came out and only Darius Baisley, George Hill, Josh Hall, and Myers Leonard are on the injury report. So the Thunder are as healthy as they can be right now because Baisley's week to week with that shoulder injury, that contusion has not, his shoulder has not responded well, Mark said, just yet. And so they're still going to be week to week with him. Hill, again, is not going to play again for the Thunder. Uh, He's still in that thumb injury designation, but he's out of that cast right now. And I think that by Monday or whatever, after he's dealt, he'll be playing. Josh Hall still has that knee injury. And of course, you all know that Myers Leonard is never going to report to the Thunder and never play for the Thunder. The only player out for Memphis is Justin Jackson. Now, I want you to check back to BricktownBuckets.com this afternoon for the preview that will include my bet of the day and my Moneyball pick of the day. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow me on Locker Room at Ryland underscore Styles. It's R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We will be back tomorrow to recap the game against Memphis and also talk about some rumors that we might hear between now and then. This is Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 